So the other day I bought powdered water. When I got home, I didn't know what to add. Hola and hello and bienvenue and sprechen Sie Deutsch and welcome and aloha. Uh, on today's episode, we are going to venture back into the uh, how mm, how to say shit that makes people look at you f- mm, differently. So. Um, there's always been kind of this, well, with me, a fascination with one-liners. Some of my favorites are like, um, you know, some of the greats. Well, the one-liner comedians in particular, like uh, uh, Mitch Hedberg, um, Stephen Wright. Uh, just one line after another. Bam, bam, bam. Um, it's like they've got uh, I don't know just this perspective on things that it makes you kind of scratch your head but it's entertaining makes it kind of interesting like what kind of what kind of fucked up brain would say that or think that you know but uh but keeping in pace with just in just general interesting things that you could say if you go to a bar like okay so this will come out on Thursday. Thursday night's a good night to go out. Uh, now that uh, no, now that people are working their way back out into the general public, you know you are going to go to uh, a bar. You're going to go to a gathering. Some people that are you know uh, you're going to want to seem like you know you haven't been uh, locked away um, in this lockdown capacity with your with your brain you know just like this bowl of mush you know so this this particular episode is designed to kind of give you some talking points but uh also some retorts some good one-liners uh so being in the car business being the uh, not only just being in the car business but just gravitating around the people that I've known, um, I've always just had this fascination with people that, uh, just come up with these wild, you know, answers or retorts or just a one liner, just bam, just puts you in your spot. Like, well, I mean, in the car business for one, this guy, Billy, that uh man this guy was classic old school classical just uh he's kind of a old you know the old traditional grease ball car salesman guy slick back hair long trench coat uh tie with a button up white dress shirt no t-shirt underneath see his nipples you know, he didn't give a fuck because that white shirt was paper thin. That shit was like, um, just anyway, this guy could rattle off 
just one line after another. He'd be in the booth with somebody, and they're hitting him on price, and he's hitting him with this and hitting him with that. But uh, without blinking an eye, just as a reflex, you know, he'd just be like, hey, folks, I'm making a bologna sandwich on this. I mean, first of all, the balls to ha just to say that to a customer is pretty strong. But, uh, you know, that's kind of a funny line. The more layered it is, the more genius it is. Um, you know, he he. This guy in particular was just one after the other. You know, he'd say stuff like, "You know, if I'm wrong, I'd suck a fat baby's dick." And in what context would that even present itself? I mean, it's just bizarre shit. But those are the people that are always interesting. Those are the people that always. They never say a dull word. You know, they never say a commonplace thing. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to inspire you, but at the same time, it's like, it's an economy of words, uh, but it's described four or five different things and all in the course of one line. Uh, Jim Bowles was the same way. And I don't know where these guys get this stuff. It's not all original. You know, some of it handed down. Um, it's just colorful, you know, stuff that has character, you know, stuff that, um, you know, nowadays, like there's a big controversy over like, uh, Harvard, uh, is being sued or there's some kind of lawsuit, um, because Harvard is limiting, um, the Asian students that are applying because of what they deemed um, not really uh, having depth of character. Okay, and I'm 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 kind of trying to describe this in the easiest terms possible, but. They always have the best grades. They're always the most disciplined. They always are the harshest of the, their own personal critics, you know. But Asians dominate um, scholastics, academics. I mean, that's not a revelatory statement. But uh, in lieu of that, they that focus, that tunnel vision of of uh, you know. Studying in that type of, you know, laser sharp focus sacrifices th this notion that you want to have personality too. Like, for example, okay, so if you're going to go to the doctor, okay, so when I go to the doctor and my doctor is um, an Indian, you know, f an, you know, not a Native American, but an Indian, I'm super happy. Or an Asian, I'm super happy. Because I know they put in the work. I mean, these, uh, the guy, you know, when I had surgery on my my left uh, ankle, my Achilles heel, my Achilles tendon, rather, uh, I had uh, this guy, Wang, was the guy that put it back together, stitched it back up. And I was so happy. I love that little Wang. I love that motherfucker. But, um... It's not their, you know, it's not the fault of 
the students right now that uh, are facing obstacles at getting into Harvard, it's the problem being is we, we don't, you know, I noticed this kind of across the board with youth. They, they don't know how to just BS. They don't know how to just kind of, you know, it's not the type of BS like you do with your neighbor in, in the, in the suburb while you're watering your lawn. Fuck all that. Uh, that's just mind numbing, just awful bullshit. I'm just talking about like saying something that isn't going to, it's, it's never meant to offend anybody. It's just, you're just saying something. You're retort. It's a retort. It's a witty thing to say. I've, you know, and you'll catch these youth, you'll catch them so off guard because they're, I don't know, maybe their mind, the, the, the ink, the ink well in the printer of their mind is run dry on social media and just any other type of, you know, well-honed focus on some whatever, you know, the mind-numbing uh, journey of where they work or the school they go to or the video game they've been playing for the last eight hours. Um, you know, when you want to mix it up, you want to talk shit, they're ill-equipped. They're, there's no bullets in their gun, you know, because they've been so distracted by this other kind of what they deem as pertinent uh, m more imperative situation. So the character is then sacrificed. So, but uh, I've always gravitated towards these colorful, you know, back in the day, you know, people that like your, 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 your dad or your, your dad's friend or your uncle or your grandfather or your, that, you know, previous generation type stuff. They used to say some off the wall shit, crazy shit. Um, one other thing Billy would say. Well, he, so in the morning when he'd pull into work, you know, for an opening shift, he'd first of all tell you, you know, how his girlfriend gave him, you know, the five-star service. Um, and then he would, you know, he would give you nice detail, real nice detail. He'd talk about, uh, you know, how his, he got his butt licked. Um, he got his, you know, he got his, his dick sucked his butt licked, um, and, you know, he was one of those guys that had his, the girls, he was a, he was an awful person, uh, um, but he was this guy that, um, he was just old school, but he was like a walking train wreck, like he just, he would say something, and then you'd have to stop and do a double take, like, what, like, why Huh? Um, but he would say, you know, people would ask him for discounts. People would ask him for something. People would ask him for whatever. Oh, well, people in hell want ice water too. I can't help you. So stuff like that, you know, there's something to be said for that kind of character. That a life that you've lived, that you've been exposed to things that would inspire you to say something as off the wall as that. And you find a lot of that in the car business. Uh, it's funnier than shit. So, the, the, you know, uh, one of my favorites has always been, you know, busier than a one-legged man 
in a butt kicking contest because it paints a visual you love it because uh, you're picturing a guy with one leg and then there's just a bunch of bare asses lined up and this motherfucker's got to start you know hauling ass like literally just uh, you know pogo sticking that shit um, then uh, you know there's the typical like uh, sexually motivated one liners you know, making the beast with two backs, bumping uglies, soaking the eggplant. Uh, that was my own personal one. I made that. That's that's an original. Um, you can you can use it though, but uh, that stuff you just yeah you you don't hear you don't hear any kind of equivalent of that either with the youth of today. Like you know we're being stripped of our of our personalities. Uh, everything's cookie cutter. Everything is, you know, subdivided. Everything looks the same. Everything's got to taste the same. Um, you know, the brilliance of fast food is that it's going to be the same thing every time. Every time. No diversion. No depth. No character, you know, and you just see people lined up in these drive-throughs, just ugh. And I don't know, that that sucks. But um, so yeah, going back to the you know the uh, more explicit uh, descriptive situations. Uh, if you're going solo, you know you're gonna punch the clown. Always been a personal favorite of mine. I don't remember where I came across that one. I think it's awesome. Punching the Clown. That operates on a lot of different levels. Um, why is there a clown? And <laughs> wouldn't... You know, why... Uh, why is it that you gotta punch him? Um, choking it like it owes me money. I might have... Uh, Let's see. I can't. I can't lay claim to that one. I know I've heard that one before somewhere. Uh, but then there's some great. What you know, uh, answering in the affirmative. Uh, you know, back in the day when the show uh, Moonlighting was on. What a. I really liked that show, and it was a weird show, and it was Bruce Willis's first TV uh, exposure that I can recall. Him and Sybil Shepherd. Um, who just was fucking stunning in uh, last uh, the last uh, picture show? Great movie. Um, but uh, but I remember uh, Bruce Willis as David Addison on Moonlighting. Look at the old clips. He'll say you know stuff like uh, you know to answer in the affirmative. Uh, Do eggs get laid? Does a chicken have a pecker? I mean, brilliant, brilliant. Um. Another great resource, if you look or watch any Coen film, Coen Brothers film, Coen Brothers, just classic, just, their, the bulk of their scripts are just chock full of one, one liner after another, one after the other. Um, does a Pope wear a funny hat? Um, to answer in the uh, affirmative, 
you know, is the Pope Catholic? You know, does the Pope wear a funny hat? Does a bear shit in the woods? Does the Pope shit in the woods? Uh, one of my favorites, though, in describing somebody that has just come into their own as a fat person. Uh, backed into the air hose, did they? That works on a lot of levels. You backed into the air hose. What does that mean? Well, the air hose, if it's sticking out of the wall and you backed into it, it went right up your culo. And that air hose filled up your back end like you wouldn't believe. Jesus. Uh, let's see. So fat, her shadow weighs two, uh, 42 pounds. That's a great one. That's a weird Al Yankovic, though. Um, what song was that? Um, I'm fat. Yeah, the take on that was the the uh, that was the cover of Michael Jackson's "I'm Bad." His was "I'm Fat." And my shadow weighs forty two pounds. Tell me once again, who's fat? Boom, 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 chicka chicka boom. Um, something else my buddy Jim used to say was, uh, "I could eat the asshole out of a skunk." I'm so hungry. Um, that works on a few levels. Um, you know, you're you're uh, entertaining in two different camps there, you know, got a little sexual innuendo, a little hunger innuendo, uh, hotter than two mice fucking in a wool sock, uh, that I heard in the car business from uh, my buddy Randy, um, that's, that's pretty hot, wool socks are warm, and two mice going at it. You know they're working up a little sweat down there. Uh, just good stuff, though. So, oh, man. They just don't end. They, it just never ends there. Uh, but, yeah, anybody that kind of busts one of those out on you, you know they're kind of like, they got something going on in that, that noggin of theirs. So, Okay. So we're back out. We're back. The lockdown is pretty much uh, losing its uh, appeal. The pandemic is coming to an end. And so when you go out in that social setting, when you, I don't know, finally, finally get that match on Tinder, or find that, I mean, shit, um, you know, you get out, you're back out and you need to, you need to, you know, you want to seem like you're not a fucking moron. You're not, you want to seem like you haven't been sitting in your room for the last year or 14 months, just staring at the wall. So now what we're going to do is we're going to load you with some good information, okay? So we got some useless trivia and you've already stashed away some good one-liners, okay? How you doing? How you doing? Um been busier than a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. Okay. Well, so when you get in, when you 
want to break the ice, here's a couple of, you know, here's some, here's some interesting stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll be selective. Um, I love the, I love these kind of things, you know, it's just kind of like these random little blurbs of bullshit that you can kind of expand on. One being, uh, okay, for example, like the UK has the longest country name in the world. Okay, the official name of the United Kingdom of the UK is the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Bet you didn't know that. So that's an easy one. You can bounce that off somebody. The United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Instead of saying England, because England is just England. England is... uh, I guess England is Britain, but England is not Wales or Scotland or Northern Ireland, yet that is all the UK. Ireland is not part of the UK, yet it's connected. Uh, I kind of lump them in. Don't tell anybody, but I don't know. What are you going to do? But that's a long name that nobody ever uses, so they just say the UK. I'll buy that. Uh, Let's see. Here's something interesting. The offspring of identical twins are legally cousins, but genetically siblings. Wrap your brain around that one. That's a good one. The offspring of identical twins are legally cousins, but genetically siblings. Because that that little egg split apart to become twins... So it's the same egg. So it's as if, like, the twins are parents. And each of their offspring are their children. So they are siblings. Because they all come from the same egg, damn it. But, legally, they're cousins. I don't know. Um, That's probably how they skirt through a lot of, you know, uh, confusion in the South. Anyway, moving on. Uh, elephants, believe it or not, are excellent swimmers. They, uh, they swim submerged underwater using their trunks as snorkels. Of course they do. Um, African elephants have been recorded swimming 48 kilometers. That's pretty impressive because that's uh, let's see, 12 kilometers is 9.3 miles. So that'd be about 1836 that's about 30, a little over 37 miles. Jesus. Jesus Cristo. Uh, they can swim six hours nonstop. Um, and then rest without sinking. They just kind of, I don't know, they just float there. Six hours, though. So that's, oh, man. Uh, moving on in the animal kingdom, when a bald eagle loses a feather, it will automatically shed the same feather on its other side to maintain balance. Fucking nature, man. It's just so crazy. Um, There's some kind of genetic code that inputs that information subconsciously into the eagle's body that performs all this on autopilot. It's just fascinating. That's fascinating. Uh, Okay. All right. 
Here's one for all you psychos out there. The longest recorded marriage lasted 90 years and 291 days. Uh, Karam and Katari Shand were married on the December 11th, 1925 and stayed together until Karan Shand passed away in 2016 at the age of 110. Holy shit. Homeboy got married to her when he was 20 years old and fucking legged it out 90 years. 90 years of marriage. Like, oh, God. That doesn't even, that doesn't even make sense scientifically. Um, I don't know. Maybe they were uh, genetic siblings. Who knows? Uh, here's something interesting. 63 years after its launch on March 17th, 1958, Vanguard 1 is the oldest satellite still orbiting Earth, weighing only 3.2 pounds and with a diameter of 6.5 inches. Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev derided it as the Grapefruit Satellite. That little fucker's still just zooming around the orbit. I looked at a map the other day of all the satellites. If you uh, if you just pull up general information from Google, it, it it'll show you the existing satellites that are floating around. It looks like it looks like the Earth has like chickenpox. It looks like there's so many. It looks like it's got an afro of little red satellites. There's so many satellites up there. But this little, this little motherfucker's been zooming around for 63 years. That's pretty cool. Here's something I'll bet you didn't know. Here's a nice little icebreaker. Uh, <laughs> if you lead off a conversation with this one, though, you're a fucking basket case. But all the power to you. I'd actually watch... I'd like to be a fly on the wall when you initiate the opening conversation with this little nugget. It's common. It's a common misconception that graves must be dug to a depth of six feet. Often, graves are, graves are 30 to 36 inches deep. The six-foot rule was implemented in 1965. No, excuse me. That's not right. The six-foot rule was implement, implemented in 1665 during the Great Plague of London when city officials apparently believed that it would inhibit the spread of disease. So that's where we get the six-foot marker because of disease. So, so don't, don't, be, don't let any of these mortuary guys put you together with... The fact that you gotta have six feet between, you can crown them all in there. Just stuff them all in there. Um, certain oak tree populations will synchronize to produce almost no acorns, only to rain them down excessively the following year, known as a mast year. The year preceding the mast year is thought to starve off mammal populations feeding on the acorns. See, it's just, it's, it's just so fucking wild like nature is so wild like it 
an acorn, an oak tree has developed its own defense mechanism. That's fucking crazy. Um, okay. The oldest, Amer- the old uh, North America's oldest still played sport. Can you guess which, which it is? Can you guess? It's lacrosse. It was played, it was played by in the uh, Native Americans, the indigenous people in the 17th century. So, so there you go. So stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, the main reason why Mickey, Donald, Pinocchio, and other early Disney characters wear gloves is because they're punching the clown. No, I'm just kidding. It's that it was easier to animate them. Walt Disney told his biographer that the gloves also exist for another reason. We didn't want him to have mouse hands because he was supposed to be more human. So he's, uh, he's shitting on the mouse community, the mice community, because they don't have gloves. Um, and that makes him an elitist. That makes him a damn dirty elitist. Um, and Goofy's a cow. Yeah. Chew on that one. Uh, on the Norwegian island of Spitsbergen, sitting 427 feet inside a mountain, is the Svalbard Global Seed Vault. If you're looking that up, it's spelled S-V-A-L-B-A-R-D. Svalbard Global Seed Vault, which holds over 850,000 copies of seeds from across the planet in case of global catastrophe. So who's a motherfucker with that keychain, man? You know, shit's going down. Meteors are coming at you. You know, like little asteroids just hitting the earth. Volcanoes are going off. Freaking, you know, locusts are coming. Dogs and cats living together. And there's some fool just fucking scrambling for that one, that, that, that round little retractable little belt that holds that key and he's just he's like what what fuck which one is it this is my fucking locker key which one is it ah jesus uh speaking of which it takes at least eight bees all their life to make one single teaspoonful of honey so don't waste honey folks that's a good one that's a nice one to lay on um, you know a female counterpart say if you're going out maybe on an initial date first date uh you can that's a nice simple thing to it's a you know there's it's not a dense amount of knowledge it's just simple it takes at least eight bees all their life to make one single teaspoon of honey lay that lay that on her and that'll open up all kinds of doors i mean who knows you might turns out she might be a freak man who knows um, in the town of Barrow, Alaska, located at, this is like one of those towns, like, that's like 17 feet from the Arctic Circle. Uh, the sun sets November 18th and rises, it doesn't rise again until January 23rd. Uh, there's total darkness for 67 days. And there's a handful of people that live up there. Why? 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 
Good Lord. Fucking Alaska, man. I called there one time. I was, when I was doing, uh, making some cold calls for some marketing. I'd called a dealership up there in Anchorage. And I was like, is it really good? that dark like is it always like just dark dark and they're like yeah yeah it's always dark it's dark and it's light forever like you're just fucking bugging out you know what's that do to your brain I don't know man Alaska Seward's Folly Seward's Folly uh let's see oh here's a good one I laid this one on my youngest the other day I said, uh, I asked her what the, if she knew what the record for the most passengers on an airplane was. And the answer, it, it was set in 1991 when 1,086 Ethiopian Jews were evacuated on a Boeing 747 to Jerusalem. The plane landed with, uh, now there's two different reports here. The plane landed, some say with 1,088 passengers, some say 1,089, as uh, two babies were born during the flight. Like, what the fuck? Like, man, it was just like a free-for-all, just a big old just orgy, just like a big giant game of Ethiopian Jewish twister got going, and man, all of a sudden, here comes another baby, here comes another baby, whoop, right foot yellow, Jesus. All right, all right, all right. Where are we? Oh, here's something. This is, okay, this is really interesting. Um, only 25 people are known to have what's called hyperthymesia. Hyperthymesia. It's a condition that allows them to remember every detail of their lives. Jesus. Every detail? And people that tell you that are full of shit. 25, there's only 25 people are known to have, because, you know, there's always, like, that one, like, you know, that one sibling or a cousin, they're like, yeah, you know, I remember when, and you're like, nope, nope, it's a figment of your imagination, you made that shit up, then you embellished it, and then you galvanize it in your own sad way, and now it's historically entrenched in your brain. But you do not have hyperthymesia. You are just an annoying person. So anyway, okay. But speaking of crazy brain shit, researchers from the University of Michigan have revealed that cheese triggers the same part of the brain as hard drugs. That's right. That's why I snort my cheese. Only 18% of Americans can drive a stick now. I'm going to say that again. Only 18% of Americans can drive a stick now. I work... Oh, God, I work with this guy. I don't want to... I don't want to give this guy a shout-out because he had some issues. He was a mess. and I'm not going to mention him by name, but he was a young kid. He was... Let's see, this was 2014, so what, seven years ago... At the time, he was about, he was probably 20, early 20s, 22, 23. This guy was an ex-Marine, um, no, not a Marine. Was he in the Navy? Um, poor guy didn't have the sense to pour piss out of a boot. 
Um, but he gets, he, well, he wasn't even a very good car salesman either. Um, had those high water pants. He already had two kids. Okay, this guy was 20 something, 23. Probably, if I just guess, I would say he's probably 23. Most shot out looking 23 year old I'd seen in a long time. Had two kids and couldn't drive a stick. This guy was trained by our military. He was a huge Trump fan. Um, he was one of those guys that had like the don't tread on me stuff on his Facebook page and shit like that. And he's a nice guy, just a dumbass. I'm not and I'm not I'm not gonna divulge it. any names. I'm just saying. Bro. Your man card has been revoked, first of all. If you don't know how to drive a stick. You don't and it's not imperative because you're not gonna use it. But it's just one of those things. It's like tying your shoelaces. Like, there's shoes that you could wear that don't need to be tied. That doesn't mean you don't have to learn it, you dumb fuck. I mean, Jesus, I I don't know. It, it, it is a dying skill. It's something that's getting away from us. And so be it. But I'll tell you this, it'll never completely go away. VW drivers, man, all, they, the real fanatics, man, they want to stick. You know, they want to feel that gear change sensation, you know, but, uh, getting to be a thing of the past, just like personalities. Um, this I found very interesting too, and this would be, this would be a good way to break the ice as well. Humans are born with only two innate fears, the fear of falling and the fear of loud sounds. Every other fear is learned. Every other fear you've learned. But we do have a fear of falling. Of course we got a fear of falling. You know, it has to probably do with our equilibrium. If it's off a little, if you got vertigo, if you're imbalanced, if you're chemically imbalanced. Uh, and loud sounds, it's only natural. I mean, you just, you're just standing on the sidewalk and you just hear a boom, you're going to react. But everything else is learned. Your fear of everything else is learned. Your fear of, you know different ethnicities, your fear of, uh, your fear of clowns. Oh, fuck. I hate clowns. Maybe that's why we punch the clown. Um, okay. <laughs> here's, all right. Here's something that it should derive a little, mm, I don't know about a chuckle, but it is interesting. The Aurora Ice Hotel in Alaska, of course, made entirely of ice, ice walls, ceiling beds, bar, bar stools, even martini glasses, all made of ice. It was closed by the fire marshal for not having smoke detectors. Like that just pretty much epitomizes like present day America. Um, there's absolutely not a damn thing that's flammable in that entire place. But, uh, Still need smoke detectors, according to the bureaucracy. The man, according to the man. Uh, fuck. Uh, last but well, not last. I got I got one more after this. I'm gonna finish off with. But uh, this is very interesting. Uh, in my opinion, it's very interesting. Al Capone is the reason we have um, 
expiration dates on milk bottles. Uh, what happened was his niece became extremely ill from bad milk. The powerful Chicago gangster uh, lobbied aggressively for expiration dates to be put on milk for the safety of children and pregnant women. You know, it's... I love that. You know, typically, like... You know, gangsters and... You know... Organized crime gets a bad rap, but... You know, you, you look at people like Al Capone. You know? You look at a guy like... Uh, like... Uh, Oh, what's his name down in Colombia? Oh, the cocaine guy. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, they love that guy. Um, they love, they, you know, he, he did a lot. They, uh, they did a lot of bad things. Um, they killed a lot of people, but at the same time, like, I I don't know about Al Capone, but, uh, but what's his name? The, the, the cocaine guy. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Drawing a blank. That town loves him. Medellin, Medellin in Colombia. They, uh, they love that guy. Because he did so much for the community. Matter of fact, he even ran for office there. Um, God damn! What the? F- what the hell's his name? Oh God! Okay. Um, I'm gonna look this shit up. Can't believe- oh, Pablo Escobar. Duh, okay, they love that guy, but. You know, he was the world's most powerful drug trafficker, but the town, because he instituted so many programs within that town to keep it, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get up on a soapbox for this guy at all, but, um, you know, you don't shit where you sleep, um, which is another good line, but. In essence, the town you're living in, if everyone's happy, they're going to leave you alone. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying. Pablo Escobar. Good old Pablo. Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar. Okay, now, last but not least, finally, the final little tidbit. This ties into a, a something, this is like a mini little two-parter, but coffee was so important in Turkish culture that under uh, 15th century law, a woman had the freedom to divorce her husband if he did not provide her with enough coffee. How about that? Now, what's interesting is, back in the, about the same time, probably about 16th, yeah, 16th century, maybe 17th century, maybe closer to the 17th century, most people... In the UK, you know, the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland drank beer all day. That's all they drank. No water, no tea, no juice. Drank beer. 
Beer was like their water. If you were thirsty, you drank beer. It took forever to institute coffee into the culture there. You know why? Check this out. Let this be a lesson to you. The government wanted to keep the population drunk, keep them stupid, so they could pass whatever laws they want, right for, out from underneath them. Took forever. Coffee was outlawed. Coffee was no no. It took forever to get coffee into the public lexicon because coffee makes you aware. Coffee ignites your brain, your cognitive skills. So that is the essence of our government. Keep them drunk and stupid. That way you can get away with more shit. So hopefully I loaded you up with some good ammo here. So now that we're back out, we're back out on the scene. You know, we're out on the scene like a dance machine, like Gene Gene, the dance machine. Let's do this. We're getting out. We got some one-liners. We got a little bit of useless trivia. You know, Bob's your uncle. Everything's great. What the fuck does that even mean, Bob's your uncle? That's a great one. That's a UK thing. No, it's a uh, UK. Bob's your uncle. No, it's an Australian thing. Bob's your uncle. What does that mean? What means right? You're right. Yep. Yep. Just as I, just as I know that Bob's your uncle, like a hat full of broken assholes. You're fucking. You look like you just been run over. Like you look like a hat full of broken assholes. That's a New Zealand term. But uh, anyway, hopefully that helps you uh, seal the deal, nail it down, seal it shut, then open it back up the next day. And then seal it back up. And then shut it down. And then post and ghost. And then ghost the ghost with the most. And the host with the toast. And I'm, I'm, I'm short-circuiting here. I gotta go. It's colder than a well digger's ass. I've seen better heads on a mug of beer. Classic.